Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reality is Loading. I'm Liv. I'm Becca. And I'm Noe. We are missing Tatum today, which is really sad. Um, but today we are doing an episode on love languages, and we took a quiz. Um, the quiz is 5lovelanguages.com, if any of you guys are interested. Um, and so today we're going to talk about our results and share them with each other. So um, we will start off by going through definitions. So I will start with words of affirmation. Um, actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words, I love you, are important. Hearing the reasons behind that love sends your spirits skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten. You thrive on hearing kind and encouraging wor- words that build you up. You can do acts of service. Um, can helping with homework really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing down on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most wants to hear are let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. When others serve you out of love and not obligation, you feel truly valued and loved. Um, I'll read physical touch. A person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, and thoughtful touches on the arm. They can always be mm, ooh. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse could be unforgivable and destructive. Appropriate and timely touches communicate warmth, safety, and love to you. Okay, I will go ahead and read quality time. In quality time, nothing says I love you like full, undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes you feel truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed activities, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Whether it's spending uninterrupted time talking with someone else or doing activities together, you deepen your connection with others through sharing time. Okay, and I'll read the last one, which is receiving gifts. Don't mistake this love language for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Gifts are heartfelt symbols to you of someone else's love and affection for you. So that's all the love languages. Um, do we want to go around and share our top love language? Sure. Do you want to start? Or I can start. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so I got acts of service. And I think this is true because, like, I don't know. It just means a lot when people put, like, their emotions and, I guess, um, their appreciation into actions. Like, I'm not a huge gift person. And, like, words of affirmation are great, but they feel kind of uncomfortable. Um, unless I'm, it's like someone I'm used to hearing them from. So like, I think I got this from my mom because like growing up, that's how she would show her love, like, um, bringing cut fruit or like cooking for me or like bringing me places. Like that was her way of showing her love. So I think I just kind of like inherited that. Oh, that's really sweet. (laughs) Um, mine is quality time. So I just, I don't know. I think I've mentioned, oh, actually, well, 
I have this thing with like being ignored or like feeling like I'm being <laughs> ignored, which like is probably the thing that I hate most in the world. Um, so quality time is definitely something that resonates a lot with me. I think this is really accurate as my first one. Um, and I know we did try recording this episode before. So I know in uh, the other recording that we had to stop, Becca asked me what the difference between quality time and just spending like just being around people is and I defined it as like you can be around someone you know and just kind of be hanging out but quality time is when you're actually like paying attention to each other and like trying to have conversations with each other and just you know enjoying being in each other's presence more than like being on technology or doing something else and I mean like of course like quality time doesn't have to be something that is like constant like you could be like watching a movie or something or being on your phone like in the same in each other's presence um and it still be and then you can like take a break from your phones or something and like have a conversation or something like that and that can be described as quality time so i mean it also goes person to person so i will read mine mine top one is physical touch which you know what? I guess that could be very true. I do like physical touch from like people I'm close to and have close relationships to. Um yes. So, <laughs> so if you're having a bad day, do, do you like appreciate a hug or are you like don't touch me? <laughs> it really just depends on my mood if I'm having like a bad day and I'd, like, want to be comforted, then, yes, I, a hug would be very much appreciated. But, I don't know. I don't usually get hugs or touched, so I don't know. I mean... Okay, my, my second one is acts of service, which I do... Yes, I feel like that resonates a lot. Because when somebody, like, does, like, the smallest thing with me or for me, I will literally, my heart flutters in happiness. Because, I don't know, I feel like I do a lot and I put, I, I don't know, I always have to be doing something or I kind of just feel, like, lazy. So when somebody, like, wants to help me or wants to help me with a chore or wants to do something that, like, even if they don't like it, but, like, doing it for me just kind of like i really appreciate that my second one percentages one second uh sorry oh, yeah. what were everyone's percentages for their first ones it's 33 percent for quality time mine was also 33 okay i had 30 so it's about the touch. same mm. um wanted... one <laughs> go ahead <laughs> sorry i just wanted to add in that my second one was also acts of service Oh uh -huh. wow! For me, like less accurate for. I'm not the biggest fan of like. I'm not the biggest fan of exactly the right phrase, but like receiving an act of service isn't something that like is like over. It doesn't overwhelmingly make me happy or anything. I'm more of a person who tries to use acts of service more than receive them. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I feel like there's a interesting like balance between some of these because some of these can be things that you like to receive like i like to receive quality time 
but like mm-hmm. my way of showing appreciation is more through acts of service i do have something to say but i want becca to becca did you say your percentage already oh yeah um it was 30 percent. so we all oh have, yeah like, I'm, around I'm the same. um i was gonna ask noe do you like think for acts of service like it has to be like something unprompted like you didn't have to ask them for it to count or like does it count even if you like had to ask that person to help you with something first i mean i think like either and if i don't have to ask then like yeah that makes me happy because they like recognize that maybe like i needed help or i was doing a lot and was like the only one cleaning up and they were like oh let me help you like i'm very appreciative of it but i mean if i do have to ask it's totally fine i think it's more of like how they respond to that like if they're like genuinely like oh yeah sure i'll help then i like feel good and i'm like oh sick okay cool but if they're like "Mm, yeah okay i guess i could help then i'm like ooh, they don't want to help i feel like i've done something wrong Mm -hmm. yeah um what were you gonna say before that Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to, like, sound like an expert or anything, but I read the first four chapters of a book called A Teen's Guide <laughs> to... <laughs> okay. A Teen's Guide to the Five Love Languages. How to Understand Yourself and Improve All Your Relationships by Gary Chapman with Paige Halley, Halley, Halley Drygas. Um, anyways, it said a lot about how love languages are usually, like, molded by your relationships with your parents. So, like, um, a lot of times it's either, like, what you lacked in that relationship you kind of seek for in others. Or if one thing it mentioned is that, like, if you're with a, like, um, very, or when you're with somebody in your life who's very, like, talkative or anything like that, then you'd never, like, develop to those conversation skills, which kind of, like, affects your love language and what you seek in others. So, I don't know. I thought that was very interesting. You just, you you learn to be a good listener, but you don't learn to, like, express yourself as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, Tatum also has the same love languages noe but she has a very high percentage hers was 37 percent physical touch so i mean we all have very different ones but yeah Yeah. you too i would have never pegged tatum for like a physical touch person but Uh yeah Yeah. tatum's second one is quality time so me and her are kind of similar for that one because hers is 30 percent so we're both. She has zero percent for gift like, giving. Um, girl cannot accept gifts. Mm-hmm. See, I I didn't consider myself a gift person because I feel uncomfortable receiving gifts. But even I have thirteen percent. So I have thirteen percent for gifts. I have three percent yeah. for gifts. Wow. No, both of yeah, my we're last like very thirteen. Hmm. Okay. Do we want to go through the rest of our list? I know. Uh, Noe sure. said her second. Liv, do you want to go ahead and say? Um, yeah, yours? yeah. I think I mentioned mine earlier when I accidentally cut you off. But <laughs> um, it was I had twenty percent for acts of service. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had. Like, yeah. Go sorry, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm fine. Um, 
<laughs> I have 27% for quality time, which I, I used to think I didn't like quality time that much because I, like, you guys know I have a super bad, like, social battery, so I get drained really fast. But I do really like talking to you guys like this. Like, I like having good conversations. So, like, if we're running about all day or, like, just watching something together, like, I'll probably get tired or bored. But if we're, like, talking to each other, then I feel like that's quality time. Mm -hmm. Like, quality time is something that's, like, meaningful. That's what defines quality time for me. Mm -hmm. And also, like, mm -hmm. depending on the person, for me at least, quality time can even just be, like, sitting next to each other. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you can you can take breaks and stuff, especially if, like, the person... Yeah, yeah, it's definitely very dependent on, like, who you're trying to spend time with and what their preferences are. The really My... annoying is, like, when you... Sorry, Nui. The really annoying no, no, is when you want to have a conversation with somebody and you're trying to talk to them, but they're, like, on their phone or they're, like, being super distracted and then you're just sitting there and you're kind of like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I'm actually trying to spend time with you here and you're just on your phone doing nothing so mm -hmm. yeah i think my my third one is quality time and i yeah i definitely get like i kind of i would prefer having like the person i'm spending time with acknowledge that i'm there because it's more like it's not really like just us sitting like next to each other or just us like like just walking together or something i think it's more of like our attention is on each other and we're like actively doing like something spontaneous and we're actively doing stuff like that yeah, I get that, but, like, I also, maybe this sounds like, because I just said that I like talking to people and that's what makes it quality time, so <laughs> maybe I'm kind of backtracking here, but I also okay. kind of like just being with people, like, um, Liv knows, I'll just be on the Discord, our Discord server, and, like, be hanging out in the voice channel and, like, doing homework, and, like, sometimes we'll just, like, be there in silence doing homework together for, like, hours. Um, and like we'll talk once in a while, but for the most part, we're doing our own thing, and that still means a lot to me. So it could go yeah. like either way. Yeah, I really do like moments like that. It's just like there's a difference between like mutually doing something together and one person doing something, but one person not. You know, mm. that's like the yeah. difference to me. But I love stuff like that too. Just like mutually agreeing that you're both going to do your own thing, but like doing your own thing together. Honestly, yeah. I yeah better at not talking during times like that but i'm such a talkative person and things random things pop into my head so often that i just like blurt out i love hearing your random I... thoughts <laughs> i completely okay i have okay what you said about like like having like two like one person's engaged and the other person's like not on their phone that kind of like got me like questioning and wondering like what if two people have like two very different like love languages how are they able to like communicate in in like a way because like if somebody is has um words of affirmation and then like another person is like gift giving and they're like in a relationship like you're going to reflect what you want to that other person but it's not going to be what they want and they're going to reflect the exact same behavior so it's kind of like how do you how do you like chasm that bridge between like that that what's the word bridge the chasm yeah <laughs> how, do you, how do you like deal with that well, i don't know i feel like that's not necessarily true though because like i'm someone who really loves receiving quality time but i give acts of service so i think it really depends on like 
what kind of love language you have that you express towards others instead of the love language you like to receive and also you know communication is key too because like you can have a love language that you're comfortable with but if you care about another person enough especially someone who's your partner you should be able to like express your love in a way that they see as love. yeah like learning learning their love language is like putting effort into the relationship to like prove that like you're actively doing acts to love them yeah i feel like it's also, also like sorry yeah. like understanding when they like are trying to show their love like if you know your partner's love language is physical touch or like um and they're not great with words of affirmation even though that's your love language like um you kind of have to be more uh conscious of when they're trying to show their love like um it might not strike you as like this is them showing their love right now because to you how you would show your love is you have to actually voice it but if you notice it and you like put effort into noticing it that could help the relationship mm-hmm. yeah I fully agree with that. I'll go, since Noe already said her third one, I'll go ahead and say mine. Um, My third one is 20% physical touch, which actually I feel like the love languages that I like to receive are quality time and physical touch. So, I mean, physical touch and um, acts of service are the same percentage as me, but definitely if this was a quiz mostly about, like, receiving, I definitely think that physical touch should be higher for me oh yeah um do do you want to just go through all of them real quick so we don't (laughs) sure yeah sure i can just say my last two really fast since we're already okay on my third one um the last two are both 13 percent as well and it's receiving gifts and words of affirmation um and i don't get me wrong i love gifts like if i'm the kind of person like if you don't get me a gift on my birthday i will be monumentally upset um but like any other time like random gifts i'm not like i don't really need them to know that someone appreciates me you know like i do enjoy like little like handmade crafts and stuff i think that those are so cute and i love receiving those but like it's not overly important to me and words of affirmation sometimes just don't feel true like, mm-hmm. they just like lies to me sometimes yeah so, that's why that's my lowest one it's like my very last one so yeah those are my those are all mine (laughs) okay um i'll go through mine so my i have 20 percent words of affirmation 13 percent receiving gifts 10 percent physical touch but i would definitely switch physical touch and receiving gifts i don't know why it's second to last it really should be last and it should be like less than four percent like i don't know gifts are like stressful to me sometimes because it's like I stress too much over what to get someone and like whether or not they'll like it or not and then like receiving a gift sometimes I'll feel bad I'm like oh no like they put so much time and effort into this and like what if I didn't get them something as good or something like that so and I do like physical touch it's just like not as Mm -hmm. far up there Mm -hmm. um it just really depends on like my mood and the other person and a lot of different factors but yeah I do agree with my third one, though, because words of affirmation mean a lot to me. Like, just not all the time, because that gets overwhelming, but just, like, once in a while, reminding someone that they're important to me is, like, really important. And then, like, hearing that back, 
Um, so yeah. Yeah. Mine is 33% physical touch, 30% acts of service, which I think I would switch the two. Um, 27% quality time. I think that that's fine in its placement. And then 7% words of of affirmation. And then 3% receiving gifts. And I, too, value little, like, sentimental gifts. But, like, what Olivia said, it's not really important to me. Like, if somebody didn't get me anything for my birthday, them just being there would be totally enough for me. Yeah, for me, it's, like, specifically, if you don't get me anything, like, specifically on my birthday... I will genuinely be upset. I don't know why, but birthdays upset me. Like, I have so much anxiety around my birthday. Like, I always feel like if I invite people over, they're not going to show up. And, like, I don't know. Birthdays are very stressful for me. Like, my birthday specifically is very stressful for me. But Mm -hmm. that's, like, it. I will say for me, words of affirmation. voice crack. Damn, I don't know if you guys heard that. But, like, um... I know that for some people, words are more important than actions, but for me, it's even just, like, like the expressions on someone's face hold more value mm-hmm. to me than words, so. Yeah, you can tell a lot from one conversation just based on, like, um, their behavior, their body language, their tone and their voice, and, like, I, I think I read something somewhere, it was, like, uh, people, oh, I forget what they're called but people that work with heads and minds not like doctors but like it's like like psychologists it took me a moment to navigate but um psychology i think it was it a psychologist you know what i don't care or a psychiatrist not a psychiatrist it was just uh, something like that but one of those doctor people (laughs) i'm so sorry the point is it was like 93 percent of conversations are really shown through like physical and then the other like seven percent is shown through verbal so i thought that was interesting that's good to know yeah yeah i Um, feel like stuff like that's very very important yeah sorry i didn't mean to put your experience in like context um Mm -hmm. so noe sent us some questions from this book that she's reading that she just told us about I recommend um, it. It's actually really good, and it's opening my eyes to a lot about myself, which I literally did not know. And I was like, damn, this is this is very insightful, so I recommend it. These questions are all really interesting, um, so I was thinking we should try to answer a few of these. Sick. So, Noe, do you have one that you really liked or you thought was, like, really interesting? I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I really wanted to make cookies, so I skipped all the question pages and just read the chapters. Um, mm-hmm. so I know none of the questions. Oh, I honestly think that we should start with this first one because I personally have a really interest, what some people would define interesting relationship with the word love, especially in romantic relationships. I so, do too. Okay. So let's do that. Let's, um, Liv, can you read the question for us? Yes, I can. I'll read the whole thing. Um, our culture often, often, <laughs> often dilutes the meaning of the word love. We tend to use the same word for how we feel about Belgian waffles or a football team that we use to describe our deepest bonds. Uh, How would you define the word love? So, for me, I don't... So, I, I definitely, you know, use the word love as much as the next person, but one 
thing that I hate using the word love in is specifically like relationships and even more specifically romantic relationships. Like if I genuinely, like if you, if I, <laughs> this is going to sound morbid, but like if I thought about you dying and I don't get, like I don't feel like I'm going to cry over the fact that you died. <laughs> don't know how much I love you. Like, I really don't think that I should be using that word if I wouldn't cry over your death. So, I, like, hate using that word. Like, my ex, within the first, like, two weeks of us dating, that to me, and I was like, oh, oh, let's, let's take a, <laughs> take a moment. Um, cause it's yes, just you do fun. love me. You're so right. <laughs> um, I was like, that's totally you totally do it's totally not only been two weeks what um but i would define oh i don't see the thing is, is like i wanted to mention like that relationship with the word love but i honestly don't really know how i would define it all that much because i feel like you can you know love like foods and stuff like if i didn't have chocolate milk for the rest of my life i'd probably cry over chocolate milk like i love chocolate milk. but like i don't know i feel like love isn't necessarily something that can be defined especially because mm -hmm. it's a chemical in your brain that lasts only about six seconds at a time so yeah i think i agree i have a really hard time saying like I love you or like um to a person like I use love the word love very casually but honestly that's just because I'm too lazy to, to think of another adjective um in Me the too. moment like or not an adjective I guess a verb but um like I I will say oh my god I love that outfit or oh my god I love this food but you know, like, deep down, I know there's a difference. So it does manifest in, like, me having a hard time saying I love you to some people. Like, I probably say I love you the most to my mom, but it would be really awkward to say it to, like, my dad or my brothers, which might have something to do with men being, like, emotionally stunted. <laughs> um, but that's a conversation for another time. A conversation uh, in our slander men episode. <laughs> yeah or like even saying i love you to my friends even though i actually do love them it's like it's hard it's something like i i will say every once in a while and when i say it i have to like really mean it otherwise it just feels weird but um mm -hmm. like i can imagine just mm -hmm. i haven't had my first relationship yet um sad but i have it's a so feeling when someone says I love you to me for the first time, I will be very caught off guard. Yeah, it's so, especially if you haven't been dating that long and you don't even know if you really like the person, it is so uncomfortable. <laughs> I oh. think my relationship with, okay, I have the same thing with Becca. I have absolutely no experience in relationships, but I mean, I'm only, what, I did, like, just turned 17, so I still have a lot of time to kind of like under get an understanding of what love means to me but I feel like right now I don't really have a direct like definition to it personally like I don't really have a lot of 
close and direct family that I'm like constantly talking to. It's just my mom. I, yeah, same with Becca. The most I've said I love you too is my mom. And I do, I do love my mom. But really, everybody else in just, I don't know. I really just, I love you guys. I love my mom. But I don't, yeah, I feel like there's a lot more time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting everything right now. Anyways, the point is, I feel like there's a lot more time to understand. Like, you don't have to know it as you're a teenager. With more experience comes, the more it'll be... The more it will become a familiar thing. I'm not using the right words, but, you know, you get the point. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hope Uh, you get the point. No, I do. (laughs) Like, like saying I love you, like, it depends. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I think a lot of things are just like, it really depends on the situation and the person. But, mm-hmm. okay, let's do another question. Wait, I'm gonna um, slide in really quick and say go ahead. that I love you guys too. And also, I just wanna add in really quick, um, cause issues that the more I love someone, the more angry I get at them <laughs> when oh, something happens. So, slide out. I mean, yeah, if it's someone you don't, <laughs> if you don't care about them, like it doesn't affect you as much. Yeah, yeah, that's like okay. I wouldn't use the word love because that's just weird. But like, um, when I value someone's opinion very heavily, like, oh my god, I'm thinking of when teachers like your favorite teacher like tells you off or leaves like a harsh comment on your work or like oh my god or does something cry i literally spend the rest of that day just like going into deep self-reflection like i i must have done something so wrong i regret it so much like and that's like the same for like my friends my good friends and like my family well my family's kind of different (laughs) but like people's opinions i value like it makes me genuinely reflect on myself whereas like if it's just like someone i've known for two days i'll be like yeah whatever you don't you don't know me you don't know my life like stop judging (laughs) yeah Yeah. no facts jeez okay um so on the topic of Okay, this is not on the topic at all, but um, <laughs> since we were talking about how, like, hard it is to, or how stressful gifts can be, I wanted to do this question. Um, advertisements can twist the meaning of gifts. Analyze commercials you see. How do jewelry commercials, for example, imply that every recipient is exactly the same? How do commercials falsely correlate the price of a gift with the giver's love? Like, do you think someone loves you more when they spend more money on you? I think with me, it's not really about the amount of money they spend. It's more about the feeling and the time and the thought that they put into that. Like, if they gave me, like, a really janky, weird, like, I don't know, dinosaur bag, then I would be so happy. Because, yeah, it's janky and it may be ugly, but it's the thought behind it that counts. But I asked this question because... I kind of stress it. That's one reason why I feel like gifts are so stressful. It's like I could get this something 
them something that's super personal and I know they'll like, but it's not going to be reflected in how expensive it is. And I feel like I have to get something else for them to make it like more expensive. And like, but then when I receive gifts, I don't like, I feel kind of pressured. It's not that I don't like, um, I definitely appreciate it, especially since it's someone's hard earned money. But um, it's like kind of this weird pressure when someone gives you a super expensive gift. So I'm more of a fan of like smaller mm-hmm. gifts, I guess, because like, um, like I want to be able to return the favor. And if it's like a massive freaking thing, then I'm going to be like, oh, no, I feel bad that I can't like do that for you as well. Mm-hmm. But I think like I totally agree with you guys that it's all in the it's the thought that counts. Yeah, yeah, I also feel that with giving other people gifts, like like a birthday party or like Christmas or something, when you know it's someone that like, say like I was getting Tatum a gift, but like Becca, you were also getting Tatum a gift. If I knew that you were getting Tatum something like more expensive than what I was getting her, I would like genuinely feel bad just because like I feel like I should be getting her something more expensive even if I don't have the money for it. So I feel like gift culture and like our society has definitely like warped that kind of sense i guess it just depends on the person because some people like they do just want to spoil you i guess and that also feels really good like either way um you know that they put effort in it and that's what matters like even if it if it's expensive that's a ton of effort because they had to earn that money and then spend the money and all that plus like looking for the gift but like even if it's not super expensive it can still be really meaningful like do you guys believe in unconditional love no okay good maybe for my dog (laughs) (laughs) for pets can do no wrong my dog yes pets are pets are okay with humans (laughs) yeah because I do not believe in unconditional love. So. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if they do something, like, severely wrong to, um, that is, like, super offensive or, like, harmful to your relationship, you have every right to not be friends with that person anymore. And they don't really deserve an explanation. Um, you can kind of just, like, I don't know. It's just, like, it's your life. Uh, You only get one life, so you might as well live it with people who you care about and who care about you. But also, like, even if they didn't do something majorly wrong and you just don't feel the same connection anymore, that happens. And it's, like, a normal part of life, I guess. You know what? Actually, I think I might retract my answer. I think I do believe in unconditional love. But, like, like, not that you have to have unconditional love for everybody. But, like, you know, I always hear of, like, these stories of, like, you know, there's always people who have, like, been in relationships and then they've gotten out of relationships and they've still, like, like, even though they can't be with the person and they know that being with the person is, like, bad for them, like, for both of them, both of the people in the relationship it's bad for, you can still love that person even if you're not with them, you know? Like, you can Mm -hmm. still want them to, like, be happy and not have any harm come to them. And I also fully believe that you can love and hate somebody at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, you can want what's best for them. And also, like, want to tear them to pieces at the same time. But I feel like I've the never love experienced that. almost always lasts longer than the hate. I think that love 
comes on at first as like a really strong feeling and there you know you like there's nothing you can do to control it but then after like you guys get into a relationship and that kind of like that happy stage of like where you're still like deeply in love with them lasts but i feel like after that love starts to become like an action and you have to work not work in a way where it's like where you have to like work and it's getting exhausting and you love them but it's kind of like you have to put effort and work into that relationship to make it work out and i feel like i feel like that leads to like a more long-lasting healthier relationship than just kind of having love and then letting it fade off and still being in the relationship without I, putting effort or work into it. I think you're right. I mean, like, it obviously depends on how seriously or how much you want to stay with that person. Like, if it's your first relationship in high school and it's not that serious, then, like, I guess it's okay if you just, like, let it go. Um, But that's definitely something I need to, like, change my mindset about, just for all relationships in general, not just, like, romantic relationships, because I've always had this, like, mindset of, like, when you meet the right person, you'll know, or, like, if it's meant to be, if it's meant to be, it'll happen, and I know personally that that's not true, like, especially with my parents, like, you, everyone has to put in so much work to make things happen and to make things last, and, like, that hasn't fully translated into, like, how I feel about romantic relationships yet. So that's something I need to work on because I always have this, like, idealized version of what romance is. It's like, you'll meet the right person and you'll know and you'll just, like, feel butterflies and fireworks and all the time. And, like, it'll just, it'll just keep going just because, and like, maybe not. Like, maybe I need to be more um, realistic about how I think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. I definitely, since, like, um think that since being a teenager and watching like and like the longer i am a teenager the longer i'm not in a relationship and the longer i watch more romance movies the more my standards go up and i feel like i need to get like i need to be humbled and i like but i can't humble myself i <laughs> i don't know how oh to my humble myself God, that is such a mood yeah, I feel like, like I, I have. Do I deserve that? <laughs> Dude, that I have would be such great, like, but like, <laughs> I have such unrealistic expectations of men from like the amount of anime I watch and just like TV shows in general. Such unrealistic expectations. And take it's care such of me. A never ever get annoyed at me. Never get mad at me. Just like <laughs> is so obsessed with me. <laughs> I was like low key a really really hot murderer. I can know. happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I feel we like we need to do. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. Nelly. No, no, no. Go ahead. I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm sorry. No, no. Sorry. I was just gonna oh, say no. we should. Some other time we should talk about our type or oh, our expectations. Should. Why don't we just do that now? We're already on the topic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can get kind of into it, but I really, I want to get really into it. But okay, okay. My time. A brief, <laughs> a brief overview. Do you guys, I think you guys know my type. Like, oh, we tall, know your type. Oh, oh, <laughs> smart, <we know. laughs> attractive, mostly Asian. 
Please, tennis. <laughs> Black hair. Stop. <laughs> getting very specific. This is like one person. Now it's narrowing down. <laughs> okay, um, would you guys want to say your time? Dude, I have so many different types. I can't, I can't function as a human being. Um, I am one. Okay, I really like. Um, oh god, this is gonna make absolutely no sense. I prefer like slightly more like masculine girls. I prefer like masculine girls who give off like I like protective kind of golden retriever and like himbo, but in a woman. <laughs> Bimbo, like like a him no, because bimbos are different. oh, so a himbo bimbo, a a, a himbo don't in know a, what in that a woman's means. body. There's <laughs> like a do you know what a bimbo is? Not really. They're okay, a little like... bit different because himbos give off like okay, basically himbos are like big, tall, strong men who act like okay. golden retrievers. Like they give off. Oh, I see, I see. I want that, but with boobs. <laughs> <laughs> like, valid, valid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. for guys, I prefer, like, the slightly more, like, feminine, artsy type. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. if you're non-binary, I kind of just automatically love you. <laughs> like, I'm just kind okay. of automatically. Like, I don't know. Like, most of the non-binary people I've met just give off such, like... Well, the one... Okay, basically, the ones that are on my TikTok <laughs> give me, like, the same energy... And I like that energy. So, okay. I'm also trying to have that energy myself, so sometimes I can't tell if I'm attracted to somebody or if I want to be them. Mm-hmm. So. I, okay, I, okay. It's really hard for me to have a crush on someone without, like, knowing them. Like, I, like, I have to know them before I, like, actually have like, a crush. Like, I will admire like hot tiktok people but i won't have a crush on them but anyways that's a question my type i literally have no fucking food all i care is that they're taller than me because i'm very tall so i just want them to be taller than me and i want them to be just communicate and be honest and be really good at cooking (laughs) that's literally just like the basics and then it's like a tree it's like a tree graph it's like i have to have those but then it could go like there's this branch and then there's like that branch and then there's like another branch and it's like there's edgy people and then there's like like artsy people and then there's like people i don't know there's just a big genre but it just those three characteristics are what i what i have to have i feel like dude when you said that when you said the part about knowing how to cook that's one of the most attractive things a man oh can just know how to cook. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I know. Because, so, like, if you just... That's so, like, such a low expectation. Mm-hmm. Especially since, like, I feel like women are expected to be better at, like, household things than men. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe it's too bare minimum of us to be, like, men and- who know how to do their own laundry. Wow. But, like, actually... <laughs> Men who cook are so attractive. It's so like facts. It's for me, it's weird... anyone who cooks. Just yeah. Mm-hmm. It's okay for for me. It's like this weird thing. It's like this weird vibe that I like really look for. Like kind of like putting myself in a position where it's like, like, 
I don't know what it is. I think it's just like an area of like kind of like creating. Like if you're in a kitchen at like a really like fancy restaurant and like you're the person you're talking to is like works sorry, this is a really weird analogy for an example, but and this person like works at the restaurant and they're like, Oh yay, I meant oh bro, dude, come over here and we can cook. And then kind of like being in that environment for like a really long time and just like just it being you guys you guys like learning and creating and um making like food and kind of like connecting it's kind of like that thing that i look for but there's a lot of like different genres and i say that in quotes because i don't have any other word to explain it with but it's kind of like taking that and like putting it in like an art environment too like somebody who can do like art with me for like hours on end and us just kind of like learning about each other or even like sports if they just want to fucking teach me how to throw a ball because i do not know how to throw balls then that'll be good i don't know it's just like that kind of vibe that that i look for i'm Mm -hmm. like attracted to people who like have something they're clearly passionate about and like when someone is really good at something like if they're really good at playing an instrument even if i like know nothing about it it's just like wow it it just shows that they're passionate about it and like mm-hmm. honestly for me because we're on the topic of love languages like i i feel like i would thrive more in a relationship with someone who's emotionally available like obviously that's kind of an understatement i guess what i, I guess what i'm saying is like someone who's like in tune with their emotions probably more than i am because i'm not very good at it so i need someone else to like overcompensate for the both of us yeah <laughs> <laughs> personally i'm the same like i've never had a i've literally in my entire life never had a crush on somebody i have never looked at somebody and been like i want to date you it's more of like a like when you see a really pretty sunset (laughs) and you're like wow that's so beautiful that's the same feeling that i get when i look at certain people i'm just like wow you are so so like aesthetically pleasing to me but appreciation instead of attraction yeah, mm-hmm. but like it's also attraction because I would also kiss that person. So, but I wouldn't kiss the sunset. So I don't know. I it's would like kiss a, the sunset. It's like a mix. I mean, mean <laughs> 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 um, they give green flashes, green flags, yo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> green flags. Um, I'd kiss the sun. But anyways, the sun is spicy. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this conversation going? Let me explain why I said that because there's a specific reason. I thought in my head about Apollo and Icarus, who I saw a book idea about them being in a relationship. And so now when I think of the sun, I think of Apollo and Icarus. Wow. That's so you. (laughs) I know, I'm sorry. Um, No, but I am. Don't be sorry. We love it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm genuinely so attracted to like. First of all, people who will cook for me. Mm-hmm. Just because, like... Um, and second of all, people who talk as passionately as passionately about something as I talk about my shit. Um, also, I need someone... I'm just, like, going off all of your points. Um, also, I need someone who is as emotionally available as me. Because if someone is less emotionally available than me, I'm not gonna... I, I, can't, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna get like mm-hmm. annoyed. So, okay, I'm done. <laughs> Guys who look good in glasses. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Guys who look good in glasses. I think this is just like 
this is just part of the whole like being into nerdy ish guys. I don't know. <laughs> oh, if you're, an, if, if you're a nerdy Asian guy with black hair who's tall and kind of athletic, hit that guy up. Tennis. Oh my god. And emotionally up. available. And being... emotionally available. <laughs> Have horrible hit eyesight. Up, hit up the reality <laughs> loading Instagram DMs. <laughs> Becca, we're all gonna see that. I know that's the point. <laughs> we'll all read it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I would love someone um, to try to flirt with us through our DMs. That would be so Oh my god. Weird. On that note, I'm going to post our love language screenshots on Instagram, so make sure to follow us there and DM us on Instagram to either to hit me up and <laughs> let's talk or just like just to talk. I don't know. Yeah, well, um, we follow us on Instagram. Try to respond. Okay, I just sent my results. Um yes. And um um rate us on Spotify and have a good day. Bye. 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 Bye.